0: got fired. It was right before COVID started. And I started collecting cards. I was like, dude, you know what, you know, you know, that Steve jobs quote, like when life hits you in the head with a brick, don't lose faith. So I was like, I, it hurt, but I was like, I need to keep going. Cause I know I'm onto something. And yeah. the light at the end of the tunnel was like, I'm back into doing what I do. Well, it's buying and selling. So I started buying and selling, selling Zion cards. Okay. This was when he was a rookie. He didn't play a game yet. And I bought quite a few and that was a good investment uh it led COVID happened the whole country shut down but what was so fascinating was when the country shut down sports cards went through just the most insane boom ever like cards that you would buy for 50 bucks became 250 bucks
1: welcome to the land life podcast with your host pj riley Hey guys, welcome to Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Guys, if you're getting value, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Guys, we're gonna skip past that though. Today, we're not talking about uh, any brick and mortar business, no real estate, none of that. Today, we're talking about the business of sports cards. And if you're anything like me, you're, you're roughly my age, uh, this is super exciting. Because Andrew was here, I even brought out all my old sports cards, uh, cases, um, I'm not sure they're worth anything, but we're going to find out, uh, we'll guys, find so, out. so if you are into sports cards, if, if you're kind of like me, um, pause this, run back to mom's house, run back to dad's house, go into your old bedroom or maybe like the basement, wherever they, wherever they stuff your old things, break out your sports cards and, and get them out here. Cause, uh, Andrew's got to he's, he's going to tell you about what, what you can do with them. Kind of like how we he can help us out. So Andrew, how's it going, man?
0: Life's good, man. Life, That's life awesome. is uh, life's amazing. I'm honored to be on here. I don't get asked to do a ton of podcasts. We have a podcast, so whenever I'm a guest, I uh, I want to make sure I come
1: on here and deliver value for your audience. Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast with Cage, dude. These guys are these guys are pros. Check this out. So yeah. this
0: is a card that one of our community members made. So our podcast is Lucas Tigers and Bronze My like uh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! From Wizard of Oz. Okay. I have a Wizard of Oz card here. That's sweet. Uh, my, my business partner got me this, but one of our audience members got us this. Logo. So logo.
1: Cool. Luca Tiger Bron. Cool, right? Yeah, that is super cool. They, they made that for you. That's amazing. They made that for us. Yeah, these guys are like big-time podcasters, guys. Um, what do you guys at? Uh, seven 800 episodes, something like that? Yesterday was 777. Uh, and that's
0: Luca's number 77. But no, dude, we're just two guys who love sports who loved collecting cards and I hate being broke and cards help me make money too. And teaches you a little bit about business. So I was like, I I got very fortunate to find my passion. It wasn't always like this, man. I I struggled in my twenties quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so Andrew and I met in a, in a networking group, we were both in together. Um, He was talking about NFTs and I was like, I have no idea what I'm talking about with NFTs. So he uh, you know, he's like, Hey, Jump on this call with me and my buddies. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out. They explain literally everything from start to finish. Kind of got me jumped into the, the NFT space, um, which they actually gave me my very first NFT, the Lucas Tigers NFT. Um, I'll put it right there on this podcast airs. Uh, so funny. I still have that. It's my very first NFT. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Andrew, so sports cards. How did you get That's involved fun. in like the business of sports cards?
0: The business of sports cards, man um do you even call it the business of sports cards or is, or is that a, a, it's, the it's, wrong it's, way it's to put hu- it's a passion that turned into a business for sure like I, I collected as a kid i played chess as a kid and you if you guys remember like they had the chess tournaments like these big convention centers and it didn't fill out the whole convention center so oftentimes right next to it was uh either a flea market or a card shop or a cards card convention and in intermission we'd go out and like buy the cards and it was uh i, I collected brett Favre and Tara loans and, uh, at like the age of 12 or 13, I went away to camp and I came back and I was like, mom, where's like, where are the cards? And she's like, Oh, I gave it away to your little cousin. Believe it or not. Yeah. She gave all the cards away, um, uh, for better or worse. Like she was like, it, it, you remember back then people thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah. It was a waste of time. Why are you looking at pictures of men and their stats? Right. But dude, the way I got back into it was I worked for Gary, but before I got a job for Gary V. He was talking about sports cards. So I was living in New York and I was like, if I ever run into Gary, I should have, you know, like a few Jets cards. I bought like a Joe Namath card. Le'Veon Bell was on uh, the Jets then. And serendipitously, it all worked out where I got to play basketball with his coworkers. They invited me in for an interview and I brought the cards in and Sam Darnold was on the team too. I brought him some cards. I was like, hey, Gary, I know you're getting back into collecting. Here's a few cards. Wow. It's kind of a lesson. I'd never like to come empty handed. I don't think anyone should ever come empty-handed to meetings, you know? Absolutely. And and cards amongst boys, it's the easiest gift to give, right? Like, I know you're – where are you? Denver. Look, you're in Denver. Russell Wilson, right? Like, Russell Russell Wilson Wilson. came to town. Let's say I was flying out there and we're, like, doing a retreat or some shit. I bring a Russell Wilson card as, like, you know, I thought of you. And it's such an easy way to give a gift. So that one thing led to a table full of
1: sports cards. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. And guys, that's a really quick business tip, too. Bring a sports card. How cool is that, too? Like if you're guys like like we probably are, you know, like like you probably are if you're watching this podcast, bring a sports card to a to a meeting. How cool yep. you'll you'll be remembered forever by that guy. And and you could search people's
0: social media and all that stuff to know who they like. There's guys that like that they're autograph on card autos that are certified already. There's some guy, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, but that could land you an opportunity for life, and it's it's such a simple thing. You could literally lay on your ass and search eBay and get the card. You don't have to leave your house. John Elway, John Elway,
1: autograph card.
0: Check that bad boy out. What do you think about Elway passing on um, being an owner of the Broncos, and it cost him a billion dollars? Overrated. They're just looking at his. Stop looking at people's wallets. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't do here. that. I like John Elway. I mean, he, as a as a person though, you know, you live here in Denver. You kind of get around, and you kind of meet people. So I've I got to meet Elway a few times, and both times he yelled at me. I was a child, so I, I'm running around. So we're we're I'll, I'll tell you this quick story, right? So we're at a Broncos training camp when I'm a kid, right? And and it's up in uh, Greeley, Colorado, so it's north of us. And uh, you know, at the end of practice, they're all signing autographs, and I got a. I mean, me and my brother are like maniacs when it came to sports cards. So I got these Elway cards and I, and I shoot in underneath the crowd, right? I go underneath the rope and I shoot in, and I give him my card and he signs it. And, and, and then he's like, he moves on to the next guy. Well, I got more Elway cards, right? So I, sh- I run down the, the row, shoot in underneath the next guy. He signs it again. Well, third time, I tried the exact same thing. I'm, me and my brother are, b- by the way, alternating. So we're just getting a ton of Elway signed cards. I shoot in, he goes, You've had too many. I was like, whoa. He's like, get out of here. I was <laughs> like, all right, sorry. So like I got yelled at by John Elway, which was, you know, kind of a
0: kind of a cool thing when you're a kid. Second time he respected the hustle. Second time he was like, yeah, I got, absolutely. This. I got uh, greedy. Uh, 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 the third time he's like, all right, let, let, let the other kids have fun.
1: I got greedy. I got greedy. So you um you work for Gary Vee. So I guess how does that How did that work out? How did how did you get to work for Gary Vee? How did that play out?
0: Um, play ball with his coworkers in New okay. York. There. And, um, uh, Matt Gary ended up playing one day. I, I, I listened to his content. I love Gary. I mean, as we all do, we evolve in life. I loved 2014, 15 Gary content, right. It helped me a lot in my younger twenties as being like, cause when you're a young entrepreneur, you you feel like you feel like kind of like a blind man trying to figure your, figure your way out. You have no idea what you're doing. And his content came into my life to like kind of maybe guide me in some ways. So I love this content. I told him, I love what you're up to. I, you've changed my life with, with your content. I appreciate what you do. And it was free, right? Like mm. free education. He was, he was like, what do you do? I was like, I, I'm naturally a sales guy by nature. Like if I would say like the, the underlying core skill I have, right, we all have talents and then we add these skills later in life. Naturally I was a sales guy. It's like, it's funny. I was looking for a sales guy for my wine brand and that just led to a job.
1: Damn. That's yeah, crazy. I, so
0: you're playing basketball with Gary B. Like yeah.
1: that's almost I think, I think
0: it I think it cost me a job, by the way, later on. So I think okay. it got me the job. And then eventually they invited me to go like to like a uh, July 4th, like come to my my parents' house and we'll play ball three on three on three. Okay. And I can't control myself. I think you're a college athlete too, right? I, I was a professional
1: fighter in college. So professional fighter.
0: Yeah, sort of we're a little bit messed up like it comes yes. from this weird place of i think both insecurity and wanting to dominate at the same time like you work so hard so you prove that you never feel inferior and that, so i was there and i was in good shape at this time and i was just on one i would talk so much shit that day we <laughs> beat them i wasn't on gary's team i was on the team of like the new people at the agency right. um, and it was him and his boys and i was just talking shit like i was I was like, you guys can't hang. I don't know why you invited me here. You knew it would come with a bunch of L's for you guys. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Like, that's, that's how I get into a game. Otherwise, I'm asleep. And
1: I don't know. I, th- I think one thing led to another. And they fired me, actually, a few months later. No kidding. Because you, de- you were dominating Gary Vee in basketball. They got they cut you. I never got a reason. But here's the thing, dude. They're a to
0: 700-person agency. I'm a bit of a not like a loose cannon. I do stuff like reckless. I just am my own person, right? Okay. And within an organization, I think you have to fit in. And, and I always stuck out, man. It, it hurt. Like I didn't feel good when I got fired. Like it um it definitely set me back. And that's when I found sports cards again. So I got fired. It was right before COVID started. And I started collecting cards. I was like, dude, you know what? You know, you know that Steve Jobs quote, like when life hits you in the head with a brick don't lose faith. So I was like, I, it hurt, but I was like, I need to keep going. Cause I know I'm onto something. And yeah. the light at the end of the tunnel was like, I'm back into doing what I do. Well, it's buying and selling. So I started buying and selling, selling Zion cards. Okay. This was when he was a rookie. He didn't play a game yet. And I bought quite a few and that was a good investment. Uh, it led COVID happened. The whole country shut down. But what was so fascinating was, when the country shut down, sports cards went through just the most insane boom ever. Like cards that you would buy for fifty bucks became two hundred and fifty bucks wow. a piece. And I think it was a few few reasons, right? It was already bubbling, it was already simmering, but everybody got those stimulus checks, so that was number one. People stopped spending money on vacations and things yes. like that, so they're all home and they're like, "What do I buy? I can't gamble on sports because there was no sports." So they started buying sports cards. And the, the hobby or the hobbies, like the sports card space is what we call it. Just went through a boom. And it was like, August, 2020 was maybe the craziest month we've ever seen. Like Luca cards went up four or five X at one month.
1: Wow. All right. So I see I, like sports cards are like blowing up over the, like you said, during COVID roughly, mm-hmm. they really blew up. I mean, like guys like you, Patrick bet, David, all these big dudes are talking about sports cars. And like, honestly, man, a guy like me with shiny object syndrome. And there's probably a lot of dudes out there watching this right now. Like, wait a minute, I can make a business doing sport, buying and selling sports cars. How do they, where do you start if you want to like buy and sell sports cars as a business?
0: We actually had a guest on Cajun Cardboard from Louisiana. We talked about this very thing. Um, I guess it depends what you want to do, right? Because there's a few ways to do a business. You could do content. You could do service. So I'll I'll give you a few examples. Like we started a a podcast where we wanted to be the the radio station of the hobby. We wanted As we're going through and buying, selling, trading, seeing the market evolve, we wanted to be kind of like the Jim Cramer, right? Mad money. These are some cards that I think are underpriced. These are overpriced. So we started with that format. Let's talk about what we do. You could also do a service business, right? Like there's this thing called submissions where you get your cards authenticated and graded. By companies so there's people who do business like this who don't even love cards or sports they say hey send us all your cards that aren't graded we will package them prepare them and send them to the companies to get authenticated
1: wow.
0: so, so that's another way and then you can start a, a lcs or a store
1: yeah I, I think anybody with um that, that likes sports cards and likes sports likes the athletes too you know they, they like, they're fans of these guys um how often are you i mean are you getting to like are you in when you go to these card shows? Are you like meeting these guys? Are like because I know that would draw somebody in. Like your average guy sure. be like, wait a minute, I can buy and sell the stuff I've always liked, even as a kid, and I get to meet athletes. Does that ever happen?
0: You, you buy and sell land, right? I, I remember Absolutely. last time. Yes. I spoke. So so you know how like within a, a space, there's actually ways to like niche, right? Like I buy and sell farmland. Or I buy and sell land in urban in urban parts of the country, or I buy and sell land that was foreclosed on, right? It's a completely different niche. So you're absolutely right at these shows, like in Atlantic City, which National, the big one, Joe Montana was there, wow. Iverson was there. And what some people do is they actually buy the penny, the dollar cards of those guys, because not every card of the best player is super valuable. And they go and get those authenticated. And now you turn a $1 uh, autograph, you turn a $1 card into a $75 card. Wow. But, but, but you have to wait in line and you have to you have to do your technique right you have to get Joe Move. Montana to to sign six cards because one card doesn't cover your costs or so dude there's a lot of ways to kind of uh, meet your athletes get aut- get autographs mojo mojo sports is a youtube channel okay. that's what he does he he travels the country with cheap cards getting them signed
1: then he sends them to a company to get authenticated and then he sells them No kidding. So you have to physically go though. You have to physically go to get these things autographed, right? Like you have to find your local show and who's there. and That's
0: one way. Other ways is, you know, the address that this, like you could send um, Shaq, you could find his address. You could send him a hundred cards and say, just put a nice note. Hey Shaq, could you authenticate? Could you sign these? I don't know if it works. That's not my niche, but that's another move.
1: Have they ever done that? Have you ever seen anybody actually sign a hundred cards like that? Not a
0: hundred, but I think if you sent one in, they might sign it. No
1: kidding. And Um, this is,
0: dude, this is where forums and community matter, right? So like if you are in a forum and you meet someone, they could put you in touch and say, hey, I've, this is how I've gotten Shaq to autograph my cards
1: using Shaq for this. Yeah. Yeah. So give us some like um, places people can go right now to go look for, for cards or forums or sites, you know, what are the best places they can go if they're like, I want to, I want to get back in this. This is awesome.
0: Well, first you guys should listen to our podcast and not because I think that we are the only ones that do this. It's Luca nation network on YouTube. Sure. It's because we've built a community, right? So some of the best questions you get are from people within our listener base. It's the same as Arte. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about how much we love Ed and Andy. Shout out to the power one One more, by the way, I, I sent some, I, I bought uh, five of these. I sent a few to our Luca nation members. Because if you're going to make money, you got you to gotta work on the mind too, Absolutely. right? Um, nice. It's not just Ed and Andy answering your questions. It's not just Andrew and my co-host, Cage. It's the audience sometimes knows the answer better than we ever would. Yeah. So what I would be first before I'd buy any card is i try to find a community that fits my vibe, my morals, my values. So I'd listen to Luca Nation Network. And then one of our sponsors, but I think that they are the best now. It used to be eBay is where you'd go. But yeah. there's so many cards, and it's so hard to decipher good versus a bad card. Is this cheap? It's just chaos. PWCC Marketplace, PWCC Marketplace uh, is is an auction house, but they also added kind of like twenty to thousand dollar cards that are all authenticated. So you're not buying cards that aren't authenticated. Um, you go there and they have auctions every single week and you could just watch. You could pick up on, oh, this card sells for this. And then you ask questions. Why did this card for, sell for this much? Why did this card sell for this much?
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that was my next question. Like, are people still going to eBay to buy, to buy these, these, these cards? And are the auctions still going on, on eBay? Because I, I remember hearing Patrick Bet-David talk about a Wayne Gretzky card. And he was saying he bought it for, uh, you know, wait 500,000, sold it for like a million bucks or something, 2 million bucks, something crazy like that. And then the next guy sold it for even more than that. Yeah. Like, so are, are these the auctions we're talking about? Are we going to eBay still? Is that, is that still a viable option? eBay's definitely a viable option. I'd say eBay sells yeah. the most cards, but okay.
0: you don't want the most, you want the best. And I would say the best cards are, what happened was a fragmentation in the market where it used to be eBay was the main one. And this PWCC company was integrated into eBay, Probstein integrated. The, they started creating their own, um, own marketplaces. So it's a little bit more fragmented where heritage auctions there's a mantle 9.5 SGC. So mantle rookie card is the most valuable card in the world. Okay. The Diamondbacks owner owns the perfect condition card. It's a mantle 1952 tops in a PSA 10. $30 million card.
1: 30 million there's, Jesus.
0: There's three in the world. But the closest thing to that is this SGC 9.5. And it's being auctioned off right now on Heritage and it ends Saturday. 27th. They think it's going to be 13 to 20 million.
1: Mark your calendars, guys. 13 to 20 million bucks. So that you're going to sell it at auction house because That's
0: auction awesome. house has better buyers. They're all verified. They know that they, they verify that those buyers have money and funds. So high-end cards are sold at auction houses. Golden, Heritage, PWCC. Then you have cheaper cards. A lot of those are on eBay, but now PWCC sells the lower end as well.
1: Okay. So is it the card or is the player? Or- how does it, what determines value? What's the main determinant of value? It,
0: this is actually one of the most important questions that I think if you ask, you know, 100, 200 people, they would all give a variation of the same answer with slight nuances. Some people would say whatever the next person's willing to pay, right? Yeah. Another person would say scarcity. And I've thought a lot about scarcity. To, it's not just limited supply. Scarcity, as I define it, is where demand exceeds supply. Mm-hmm. It's this ratio of demand being more than supply. So I'll give you an example. Jordan's rookie card is this FLIR 1986 card. That card is not a low population card. There's a ton of them out there. But in a 10, which is a perfect addition, there's only 316. And that's about a 200 to $300,000 card. Wow. Okay. So it's not a low population card there's a lot of them out there in a 10 there's only the 316 and there's more people that want it than they have available and as a result it's a valuable card however we'll use a guy nick Shaq. Shaq came out in 92 it's called the junk wax era there's a lot of cards being printed yeah. so Shaq has a lot of demand but there's so many cards of his that i think you would say Shaq's a top 10 player of all time right oh, yeah. easily top five maybe yeah,
1: definitely
0: but he's Pennies on the dollar. You could get his rookie card for $100, 150
1: Dang. I got a bunch of them.
0: Uh, most people do because it, that's what <laughs> – believe it or not, here's the fascinating thing. B- back in the 60s, 70s, it was baseball cards. We even call it baseball cards. The The cards that uh, – the packages that Jordan uh, Jordan's rookie card came out of weren't even sold enough. They sent them back. Like we cannot sell these cards. It's, it's fascinating. Basketball cards were not that big of a deal in the 80s. And, yeah. and then they started picking up steam as, as Jordan gained popularity. And now basketball cards are hands down the most popular, where I'd say football is second and baseball is probably a distant third, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. When I was a kid in the, in the eight, late 80s, early 90s, um, basketball cards were huge. You know, it was like it, they had just came out of nowhere and it was football. Football cards were always the big one. Even amongst my my friend circle, baseball cards were always a distance off in the distance. Football cards were number one. Then basketball cards just like poor, just started going, coming out of nowhere. And the, dude, they were like, that's all we did was buy basketball cards, play basketball. You know, who did and, you uh, chase? Who was your chase? Oh, uh, any it was always rookie cards. It was, and it was Shaq. You know, back then it was it was Shaquille O'Neal. Anything with Michael Jordan would have worked. He was obviously the best player. The Chicago Bulls were the best, so you know anything Chicago Bulls would have worked. Um, we were all just finding the new rookies. You know, we all knew these guys that probably today you, you, you name a name and they'd be like, "Who?" You know, I mean, I got I got a Detlef Schrempf rookie rookie card, and people are like, "I'm sorry." Well, you know what I mean? It's like, but, but back then it was like a big deal. You know, you had the full complete set, you know, all the rookie cards. Everything. It's happening
0: now too. Like LaMelo ball, right? Like, will LaMelo be a top 75 player of all time? <laughs> Probably not. Right. But like, he's the chase. Edwards is the chase. Um, Darius Garland is the chase. Evan Mobley. Uh, so it, it's very interesting, but cards, it brings people together. That's like the money part is cool. But, like, it's you and your boys, you know? And you might be a Shaq fan. I might be a Sean Kemp fan. Someone else might be a Jordan fan. And we kind of argue, but then we have fun, and then we're, like, collecting for each other. It's the community. It, people come from the money. They stay for the community.
1: Yeah. You know, you know I'll, I'll, I'll take that back with the Shaq part. It was a Dikembe Mutombo and Lafonso Welles cards. Exactly. Dikembe Mutombo and Lafonso Welles, man. The Nuggets back in the day. Gembe. Uh, were- Oh man, those, those are the big deal. Uh, so hey, um, now right now there's, there's there's kind of a fall in like like crypto, right? So crypto is yes. kind of falling. It, it leads to bringing down a lot of other industries, maybe like like land, like real estate, yes. like um, uh, luxury watches, luxury cars, things like that. I always see I, I, and I don't know because I'm not really in those industries, but I hear the values, the prices are going down. Is that the same thing with, with sports cards right now? Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, and I think what you said there is incredible. I think People should rewind. Crypto is a leading indicator. I always look for leading versus lagging indicators, right? Um, lagging indicators, unemployment, for example. Mm. We always look at does unemployment going to go up. Yeah. Well, that's actually a, a, an effect, not a cause. Yeah, yeah. From what I've seen, I've seen when crypto goes up, people tend to buy and spend more. It feels like their discretionary income goes up. Crypto has come down it's it's definitely squeezed things in my opinion
1: because a lot of people
0: are rich on paper but not rich with money right totally. like they they check that coinbase balance like Fuck. <laughs> but but when 80 90 percent of your incomes in crypto and it's you bought you know eth was 4500 now it's 15 yes. you, know, you lost a third of your net worth uh, so you're absolutely right but if you zoom out and gain a little perspective what I've been trying to do is separate Crap from gold, right? So when crypto or anything causes the market to correct in whatever space, watches, wine, cards, whatever, everything falls temporarily. But what if you can get really good at curating, you're able to see, wait, this is still a good asset. So it fell because the whole market fell. But over time, I'm putting my, now I can get the good assets cheaper. Yes. Versus in a bull market everything goes up so you're not able to say like this is a jordan card which is an amazing asset and this is a darius garland card darius garland no offense i like darius garland but he hasn't <laughs> done anything jordan it, jordan has so jordan is a good asset garland is a risky asset they both fell they both went up but you're able to kind of decipher and be like wait now i get the good stuff cheaper yeah and if you use this as a buying opportunity not as an opportunity to be like oh the market sucks everything's going to shit we're all screwed. You're able to maybe buy two cards for the price of one that you could have had a year ago for a hundred thousand.
1: Now you can get two of them for that price. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into sports cards, now's the time to go. Yeah, for Hires sure. Market
0: into the right stuff for sure, without a doubt. Without like, I'll give you an example that's a little riskier, but but might work. Like Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. So people are prospecting on the quarterbacks. You know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. People love Trey Lance. The guy's even played a game. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Harbour, all these guys, amazing yeah. players. But though their prices are at the same price as Mahomes, where Mahomes hmm. has done significantly more. Yeah. And that's because it was double-corrected. It was over-corrected. So that's in my niche space that I know cards, but I'm sure that's happened in watches, in wine, with real estate. And I don't, I don't know if real estate has had that yet. I'm actually thinking real estate will come in a
1: little bit. Yeah. so So with cards, though – you're saying, I mean, you don't even have to be the, the best player, you know what I mean? So you have you can be maybe more of a hype player, more of an exciting player. So it's basically like marketing. Like if you are really good at marketing yourself as a player, your card's gonna bump up. Is that make is that right? I think that's fair. If you're likable, I think mm-hmm. that's that's hundred percent accurate. Um yeah, without a doubt. So that's even more. If you guys can find the cards where the guy is starting to hype himself up you know, people are starting to take notice of this guy. He may not be the best player and the overall market is a little lower than it was. Dude, now's the time to, to really research and find those guys, those players, you know, those cards uh, to get going in this business. Now, this is really cool, but I mean, I have such a shiny object syndrome. It's, it's really bad. And and I've always liked sports cards. You know, uh, my mom would have thrown them away if I told her not to uh, I, I have crates of sports cards and I'm not kidding crates. And uh she kept them in her and my dad kept them in this crawl space. Right. And so I went over there maybe, I don't know, a few years back and I'm like, are those mine? I'm like, yeah, they got my, my starting lineup, you know, basketball, football players. They got my sports cards. Um, We have comic books, right? That's a play. Comic books are play for sure. Check out this story. So check this out. We were, me and my buddies were running around, being hooligans right like usual back in the day no internet none of that nonsense so you know we're just running around causing trouble and we go out to this field and we see this big crate and it's 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 a locker sorry it's a big huge heavy locker and it's got a lock on it and we're like what the hell is this thing what, doing in the out? middle of a prairie middle of a field yeah yeah it was on a, it was on a uh, it was on a military base so we're we're kind of like wandering out off to the, off into the middle of nowhere on this base and it's got a lock on it so we're like Okay, let's break the lock and see what's in this thing. You know, we're on a, who knows what this could be. Like, it could explode. It could, we are dumb kids back in the day, right? What are you breaking like, the lock with? Oh, um, our feet. Just stomping on it, smashing it. It's a, it's a cheap locker, you know. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Box. Yeah, you can just stomp on it a few times and it snaps off. Damn. We stomp on this thing, snaps off, right? We pop it open. It's full of comic books. To the top comic books. And I'm like, what the heck? I still have them all, all here huh. now in my house. Um, so, what we did was it was three of us. We just Ocean's, went... Oceans 14, basically. Dude, it was the, the,
0: the Italian job, the, the, the Colorado job.
1: Yeah, right. No, this is like, uh, yeah, this is somewhere back east. This is on the East Coast somewhere. And um, so, we're, we just won off. We were like, draft, drafted them, you know, like we pulled them all out, looked at them. We didn't, there was a ton of cards in here, or sorry, uh, 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 comic books. So, we're one offing, you know. You get first draft. We rochambeau you know, rock, paper, scissors like it. for like it. To who gets Fair. first round draft pick. And we just kind of went through that. For I mean, there had to be hundreds of comics in this thing. Um, I ended up with a I World of U- Worlds comic book from like the 1915 or something like that.
0: It was amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it fell to pieces. I mean, it's like a, it was in shambles, but I was like, I have to have that first. Wow. You know that they were, so with cards, they don't like restoration. With
0: comics, they restore comics. So you could send them to a company and they'll art, they also restore cards. They don't like the restoration. They feel like it's not an original condition. Comics, you could restore and then get them graded.
1: No kidding. That's a good idea. Maybe I should do that because I have them. They're just sitting there in this crate, you know, trying to keep them not. I I don't want to get them wet, you know, so I keep them in these plastic containers with locks on them and stuff. So you see, so during this whole bull market, comics Mm -hmm. also had a run. But, but what
0: I – and I guess shiny object syndrome too, but like you have to kind of remind yourself of know your niche. So yeah. my niche is basketball. I, I like basketball. I know basketball cards. I love the 90s era. So I stick in my, what I know. 96 to 2022 is where I play. I don't do vintage. But comics were going nuts, like first appearance, Spider-Man, any Spider-Man, Marvel, DC. It was going crazy. Yeah. There's a they have a rabid collective base. What you need to look at with any collectibles is how passionate the underlying collector base is. Because truly, what something is worth is what a collector's willing to pay. Mm. Right? Someone who actually wants it for the love. That's the floor price. And then investors, flippers come in and raise the price later because they're they're trying to make their money. But the true price is the collect is to see how, how strong a collective base is. Pokemon, incredibly strong collective base mm. This is why NFTs are so risky, and people feel it. They don't know it's the collective base isn't there. It's new. These guys, all these people could leave and go to the nice next shiny new object. Even yeah, the ape owners who like, you know, oh apes are the best. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll leave and go buy Jordan sneakers tomorrow if tomorrow. if there's a better. So d- don't act like you're a whole ape thing now. Like don't you're you're in it because you made a lot of money and good yeah. and the community's not so bad either.
1: Yeah. But
0: what. But it's easy when things go up to be like, buddy, buddy. We'll see what when you have to ride the cycle down. Are you still buddy, buddy? Or are you going to come after each other? And Twitter is a Joe Rogan says it better than anybody. It's a, monkeys throwing feces at each other. <laughs> it's pretty good, right?
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that. So NFTs, like I remember I, I bought a few NFTs, right? Like little pictures yeah. of fucking clowns and birds and stuff like that thinking it was going to pop off, blow up, and I was going to make a bunch of money. I still have those things, right? You know, they they didn't make me any money. Um, As far as like the avatars of NFTs, is that still, is that, you see that as a thing that's going to keep going or or are we going to, is that just kind of like the the intro to NFTs and we're going to actually use them here down the road? So
0: I like when things confuse me or they're complex or there's like, you know, you don't know what to think with new industries. I try to think at first principles. So, what I define what an NFT is, and I think there's a lot of bad definitions out there. Hmm. Uh, and it's one of those words that's way too broad. So, it's really an NFT is a digital collectible. Okay, a digital collectible. A card is a tangible collectible. That's really all it is. Okay. I think that there will be some that just because the art is cool or the community is strong. Or they believe in the mission that that PFP, that digital collectible, hmm. PFP's profile picture, that art of a monkey, will last. But most will not. Yeah. Now, there are also NFTs that are access tokens, like uh, like membership clubs to a country club, right? Or you, you buy and sell land. They have, like, these deeds, right? Like, you have to have, like, paper to, like, really trans. That is all going to be on an NFT, on a digital, like on a, on the blockchain. But that's not a digital collectible, right? That's also an NFT, but that's a completely different version of an NFT than a monkey. So NFTs will survive. The technology is incredible. It makes transferring digital ownership or ownership of anything a lot simpler because you don't really need a middleman. But I lot, and I would say probably ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the
1: profile picture NFTs are going to just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that after, after buying them all. Um, as far as, uh, you know, real estate, I was thinking about that too, though. Um, like you were, you were mentioning, it's going to be a deed. A, a deed will be an NFT at some point down the road. Um, how You're an expert on NFTs. How long do you think that's going to take to really kick in? I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the tease, but I, I do like watching
0: people's behavior. And Facebook came out in like 2008. Like I would not I would assume your grandma isn't actually on Facebook yet, or she's just probably got on like a year ago. <laughs> so it like takes, takes a lot longer than we think. That's 14 years, right? Like Amazon, remember Amazon was half.com selling books? Oh yeah. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah. That was my hustle, by the way, in college. I'd buy my buddy's books and sell them on half.com. Um, wow. but like that was 2000. Right. right. And now I think everybody uses Amazon 22 years ago. So it's the same thing. I, I would say like, if you kind of eight to 16 years, so mm-hmm. 2030 to 2036 is probably where I'd, I'd
1: estimate. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking too, it's going to have to go from maybe more major metropolitan areas and move its way into more rural areas. I mean, I know I work with counties that don't have websites. You know, and if they do, it's a stagnant page with just you can call. Here's our phone number. Maybe there's a link to an email address. So, um, and and who knows? Maybe it will be more of a rapid fire thing, kind of like it'll just take over. Like everybody will have to have an NFT deed. Um, you know, you'll have to use that that technology.
0: What you just said there is is the ultimate truth. You work with people who still don't even have updated websites. Yes, Their websites were made like 2005. I bet there's real estate agents who are marketing websites who still haven't updated them. Oh, yeah. And we're in 2022. So it, it just adoption takes a lot longer than we, we anticipate, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. Adoption. Technology
1: is a one-way road. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said you were a chess player? We talked about this I a mess, little I messed around a little bit. Okay, okay. You're a chess player. Now I want to I want to go way off topic with what we're talking about. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, there's a guy out there who is also a chess player. He's super famous right now. Andrew super Tate. Famous. Yes. Share a name. Internet famous, right? Andrew yes. Tate. Could you beat Andrew Tate in a game of chess? I would beat Andrew Tate in a game of chess. We should do that. We should, we should set who, up a you,
0: it would be flagged. We would not be allowed. A chess battle on YouTube. We were talking offline, and I've seen posts this week about how he's now blocked on all the platforms. Yeah. But it's actually interesting. I have never knew what he did, or I've never watched an interview. I've never seen anything about this guy. And now I know about him because they're trying to censor him. It's such a fascinating Catch-22. This yeah. happened with crypto, too. I remember the day where it was like uh, we, we were, the doomsday of Bitcoin was when China banned it. China banned it and Russia banned it. And then Bitcoin actually went up in value, got more adoption, got more notoriety. So it's this weird catch 22 of like, you think that censoring and banning someone takes away their voice, but it gives them more voice because more people find out about them. I don't know what he says. I, I still, <laughs> I, I, like people are like misogynistic and rude. I, I still have, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because it doesn't serve me. Like I don't, I don't care enough. And even if it's compelling and interesting, I don't know how it's going to benefit my life.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I'm not sure how much of it is an act, like a show and how much of it is real. Uh, He was a real kickboxer. I do know that. Now that's part of his thing too. He was a real kickboxer. He really was a very good kickboxer. Um, So, I mean, he is a a legitimate human that did something. Um, As far as like banning though, you're you're, you're right. Um, It's kind of like when your mom and dad tell you, you can't you can't go down that street, right? You're yeah. not allowed down there. What's the first thing you're gonna do when they're not looking? You're gonna go down that street. Mom and dad are telling you crypto is no good. Don't touch it. You can't have any of it. You're gonna want more. That's just kind of how marketing works. I think he's incredibly intelligent with with marketing because he sells coaching programs and all these other things, right? I think even clothing line. He's got all kinds of stuff. But um, if you want to really be known. Get yourself kicked off of Instagram, yeah, TikTok, yeah. all these
0: places. Or do good for a community. It, if, you do if you want to be known, like short-term, you could do that stuff. Like if he's really kind of scumbag, I, I do think it plays itself out over time. But yeah. dude, you're absolutely right. My mom had me, she was 19. So like they were young parents and they were like, Andrew, don't go there. Andrew, don't touch us. Andrew, don't run here. And I would always, that's why I was the problem child. Cause I would want to always want to do what opposite of what they said. Yeah. With my sister, she came 10 years later. Well, they they're just like, Ariel, here's why we're asking you what to do this. But like, if you want to do it, you take the decision. So she's like, she was the most obedient child ever,
1: where I was the rebel.
0: <laughs> and it was what you literally just described.
1: Yeah. I think my parents told me the exact same thing. You know, it was don't go down that street. You're not allowed to go here. Not allowed to go there. There was no internet. There was no tracking me. Right. And nowadays, I, I look at my phone. I can see exactly where my kids are at. You know, I know exactly where every, everybody's at. They could not find anything. I don't
0: have kids, but like. I think that actually makes you more anxious and more worried than not knowing, Probably. because you're always like, man, like I'm. always, My sister went to Hawaii. She she just graduated, and she like did like a, she flew to SF, drove to LA, spent a week in LA, and then went to Hawaii. Oh, nice. And I was more worried because I knew where she was than if I was, she was like, I'm just doing a cross country trip, right? Like, yeah. oh, where's she now? Oh shit, she's driving. Like, I hope she gets there safe, you know? Oh, now she's flying. Fuck, now. So it, it actually, I think it added to the stress. That it didn't remove it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've watched too much Taken,
0: you know, with Liam Neeson. Too much Taken. Like you just watch the same movie over and over.
1: Well, it, it's th- there's three of them. There's like five of them probably by now. I, I'm pretty sure there was three of them, but I do is know. the first one the best? Oh, by a, by a mile. They're, they're all the exact same movie. I but the point is, I, if my kids were to be like, yeah, dad, we're going to the Bahamas this week. I'm like, okay, cool. I would be able to track them if they were, taken by the uh i don't even know who the bad guys were really some sort of let's
0: clarify this so you you guys watching or you you might think how can three-year-old girls or five-year-old girls go to go to bahamas on their own pj is actually 45 years old his daughters are 15 19 and 23 15 17 and 22 yes okay so it's like mind blown like these are like it's i I can't believe he's these are adults
1: out of the house. They're, They're almost, almost all a- out of the house, in fact. I'm an older gentleman. How much,
0: how much of, our, of your audience knows how old you are?
1: Um, I don't know, honestly. I guess I never even thought about that. All right, well, now they know. It's a secret. Yeah, yeah. It's a grown- going to that out. It's going to say, can you believe PJ's 23? And it's going to be like a, a dubbed over voice. Yeah. You have final cut. I don't really. Yeah, you know, I've been. are Billy been, Walsh, no, man. Awesome. You can do whatever you want. You got final cut. Yeah, I'm an old man, so I can do whatever I want. So, Andrew, anything we've uh, we forgot about or anything we left out that I need to add in here? I mean, depends. I'm, I'm curious, like, what's um, what does your audience tune into your show for? Yeah, so um, typically it's business related. You know, they want to know how to get into new businesses, or um, you know, it's like the average dude that's like, I've been working this job every single day. I know I have more. I know there's like more out there, and then they hear something like you can buy and sell sports cards. So. Maybe that's their, their uh, you know, avenue to, to get where they want to get. Or maybe it's, you know, me buying and selling land. It's, it's always the idea of the podcast is to have, uh, you know, just all these different options out there for the average dude that they didn't even know existed. Or maybe they forgot about.
0: I got something for you guys. I, um, I have a big thesis that I see playing out. And if you were like me, you grew up in the 90s. The, uh, who I, And there's a lot of people that you could put into this place. Emeril Lagasse. I don't know if you guys remember this name. Emeril Lagasse. He had the food network and he would do a cooking show in front of like a crowd of people and he would sell his herbs and his spices. Do you remember Emeril Lagasse? Like bam. Absolutely. Yep. So the nineties was social selling. Remember like as seen on TV, you'd have people like with the infomercial, you're like, here's my George Foreman grill. And you would call this number for a limited time, 1990. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's coming back, and there's an app that I'm on every day called Whatnot, where it's social selling of sports cards. So you put on a show, and you're able to run auctions, buy it nows, giveaways, you know, raffles, all this stuff, all through a mobile application on your phone. So it's like you know, the old becomes the new again. Yeah, I think the new is social selling. And you heard? I I don't. I haven't heard anyone talk about social selling. If if I if if you've heard it, amazing. But I haven't heard it, and I want to get a, I want to get early on this trend. So I would. You know how people are on TikTok? Yeah. People haven't even realized the benefits of selling on TikTok. Building your business on TikTok, they think of it as content, either consumption or creation, but they haven't thought of actually transacting on there. And just this past weekend, like, on Saturday, you could see these are all cards I'm prepping for my show today. It's right. Mamba Day, Kobe Bryant's eight twenty three, Kobe's birthday eight twenty four eight. So last weekend I sold eleven thousand dollars worth of cards in one day, you five can't. p.m. to one a.m. and
1: and I'm sorry, what what is the name of this 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 uh, platform? Oh, now we got now I got his attention. Uh, now, now we got PJ's attention. It's called absolutely. absolutely. I'm like I'm I'm signing up right now. Uh, it's backwards. What not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got it. Whatnot? And I'll put it in the in the show notes too. Use Luca Nation, one word,
0: as your uh sign up bonus. Get 10 bucks.
1: Absolutely. What not? I want to make eleven thousand dollars next week. I mean, I don't think and I have eleven thousand dollars of cards to sell. It's
0: not just cards, so uh clothes, thrift, uh NFTs. It's check out the app. There's a lot of categories I haven't even explored. Cards are my thing, but like it's a. Uh, it's a show where the end consumer wants to buy something, and they could transact
1: instantly. So one thing I, I you know, I, I got, I thought about something too. Like as far as like selling on, on social media or, or on TikTok, are you doing? Are, are we talking ads? Are we talking like just a video where you're like, you know, come buy my my you know brand new my my, my sports cards? Like how, how do you sell on TikTok? I see kind of corny ads, um, and but but. What, what are you doing to, to sell on TikTok? So I, I want to be clear. Uh, I don't know the
0: TikTok world as much, but I do know it's it, a lot of people who are on whatnot are also selling on TikTok. Okay. And running an ad is like a direct response, right? Like, hey, buy my book and then link out to the book, right? Or, hey, buy my shirt, link out to the shirt. Yeah. But I'm talking about one to many. So I, you go live on TikTok and you're like... You have your community. You've built your audience. Ours is, is sports card enthusiasts. Luca Nation, we're back. Really excited about today's show. I've With football season right around the corner, basketball season in two months. I, I have a lot of cards here that I think you guys will love. Uh, there's a store. Literally, there's a store icon that I load up photos and names of every card. Guys, if you want to go to the store right now, take a look at some of the items that you want to to buy or make offers for. This is the time to do it. I, I take a lot of time to, you know, the photos in and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, like, hey, you know, I saw your Kobe Bryant. This is a game used ball. I saw this card in the store. How much do you want for it? I want 200. I'll do 150. Deal done loaded i load it up kobe i run the auction at 150 bucks people in the in the chat bid they bid they transact it's connected to their paypal account the auction's okay. done in 15 seconds and they won the card i get a shipping label emailed to me i print it print it out package it and the guy has the card in three days
1: no kidding see that's amazing yeah, they and can then start can that today too. These guys could start that today. Literally. If they Literally. if they have a, a you know cards or anything they want to sell, they can start it right now. The That's
0: you've got to build a community. You got to build a community. But sorry, no. if you start today, there's three viewers tomorrow 12 yeah. 15. And you're like, guys, we're gonna do a regularly scheduled programming. We're gonna call it house cleaning. House cleaning <laughs> with PJ Riley. I'm gonna go through everything I have in my house. I'm gonna sell it here. We're gonna run it all at auction. You guys want to bid? You might get something for a buck. You might get, might get something that's sick, like the comic book that PJ found in the alley behind, you
1: know, whatever. We're gonna run it all here. You guys are gonna get some steals, steals, and bargains. Dude, that is huge. I am signing up for whatnot in like ten. As minutes. we speak,
0: literally, he's doing mid mid interview. Like, sign me I, up. I let's now, go. now I've taken over
1: as the host. PJ, talk to us. What's yes, yeah, sir. Here. Um, yeah. So my name is PJ Riley. And I'm... No, that's, that's awesome, man. That's huge. Like that's, that's such a great actionable tip too. And guys, when you have um, a channel or something like that, just be, be genuine, be real, be the guy that you are or the girl that you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people are going to respond to that, man. You don't have to be, you don't have to be good, honestly. I mean, I stumble over my words constantly. Like I I'm not perfect at this at all. Uh, you know, if, if you have any desire to, to start something like this, just get out and do it, man. Just mm-hmm. be you jump on, you know, throw a t-shirt on, turn on the camera and let's go. He's saying
0: that, but like, it's actually the truth. I think people are drawn to you actually in spite of you trying to be perfect. Like, I think they like that you're not perfect because it shows them to themselves that they can do it too.
1: Absolutely. Right. Because
0: if, if you were perfect, because you wait till we're perfect to start, they're like, I'm not like that person. I can't. I can't really do that. And they feel distance when they're like, oh, he could do it and I could do it because work actually kind of similar. I stumble over my words. I'm awkward. I'm anxious. I'm
1: nervous. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot more people could do this too. And if you got sports cars, man, get out there and get in this business. This is awesome.
0: This is the combination of the two things you have. You have to have industry expertise of like whatever it is you do. And then you have mindset to get over those limiting beliefs. That's how I found Ed. That's yeah. how I found Arte. Found because there are days with what we do. I'm like, man, what the f- I'm working so hard to like, I could be making more just like going to work on wall street. Yes. But then I'm like one more day. Just don't quit today, Andrew. And then I'm like, all right, just today. What do I got to do? I got to put on an awesome show.
1: So what is that? Is that the thing? What is the thing that keeps you like moving forward every day? uh, it, it's, it's the one. So it's, it depends. It's, I use these
0: like, like little tools or, that I pull out. Sometimes it's just, dude, just don't quit one more day. Um, or dude, my mom and my dad and my family believes in me. They support me. I don't want to let them down. My business partner, my co-host, he's shown up for 777 days in a row, just like I did. I can't let him down today. Cause I'm not feeling it. And then it's like our audience, man, these people rely on me. You know, I made all these big promises. That we're going to be the best podcast in the world, or we're going to be the best sports car community. In the world, and then I'm going to take today and I'm going to be, I'm going to feel bad for myself. You got to go, you got to go, just go do that next thing. Cause I, I would say we, national is the big sports car convention in Atlantic city, July 30th. But from June 1st to July 30th, I was in a funk, man. It's like, why am I even doing this? I'm not making enough money for my time. No one's listening to us. Why are we doing the show once a, every day? We could do it once a week and get the same benefit. I was like, you know, when you get caught up in all that bullshit. Yes. Uh, and my co host was like, no, dude, people listen. He, so he, I had that support system and, and we had national people came up to us. Like, we listen to you every day running, you know, at work, on our commute. Like, you guys are the staple of what we do now. And we took that, and I took that momentum, and this entire we just recorded 40 episodes in 20 days. Yeah. And the co-host right now is he's went to Disney World for a week, but it was like a, it was called the National Treasure series. It was every it was a lot of the okay. industry leaders that we met at this convention. That for the people who wouldn't be at the show, we did a daily episode and did guest episodes with. So if you go to Luca Nation Network, this entire month has been guest episodes with people who we met at
1: National. That's huge. That's huge, guys. Uh, I think I, I need to re-listen to this and, and write all this stuff down and copy it all too because there's a lot of things I want to do here. Um, Andrew. Yes, sir. Before we wrap up. Yes. Before we wrap up. First of all, I, I mean, how can people get hold of you besides Luca, Luca Nation um, and the podcast? We're really bad at branding. Our
0: podcast name is Luca Tiger LeBron Podcast on Instagram. So I know that's, that's, a, that's a mouthful. Luca Pretty Tiger cool though. LeBron it does podcast. stick out it's you know how much people get caught up with names that was our name he thought of it his daughter made us a logo and the cons of how difficult that name is to remember Mm. it actually was so
1: memorable in the reverse i I could i could have recited your podcast name the day after you told the day after you told it to me and ever since right it's it's actually hilarious like people oh you're you're the luca guys that's like how they see us oh the luca guys are there
0: and they some of them thought i was luca but um, my personal IG is I am Andrew Goldberg. So I am Andrew Goldberg on Instagram. Uh, you guys could be, de- I am Andrew Goldberg at gmail.com. You guys, if you have, what people do is, you know, they send photos of like, Hey, these are all the cards I have, or, Hey, I'm, I like this card. Or how do I get into cards? DM me, email me. We're a customer service business where we answer every DM, every email, every text, that's our value system. Like that's my number one of what we try to build here. It's like, I'm as accessible. My co-host is accessible
1: anytime. So this co-host is a cool guy too. Hoping to get him on the podcast too. Yeah. He'll blow me away way better. That guy, that guy. That's, that guy the, that's awesome. the
0: next lesson. Surround yourself with people that are better than you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, that don't, that and
0: then, and then don't let them go.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your ego. That guy taught me uh, about virtual land. So I'm a land investor, right? <clears throat> this guy's like, his, his buddy Cage is like, he's like, um, did you know you can buy land in the metaverse? And I was like, wait, what? I have no idea. Immediately that guy, he, he's telling me all this stuff. I go online and I spent like the next two months uh, living in the metaverse. So smart. Learning. too. All right, here's the big question. You ready for it? Yes, sir. It's the big question I ask at the end of every podcast. It's, it's intense. So you might- Easy. I'm ready to it require some thinking here. I don't get ready because I stay ready. Oh, whoa! <laughs> all right, all right. Here's the deal: if you could buy land, sorry, we're land life. We buy and sell dirt. Sure. If you could buy land anywhere in the whole world, yep. Where would it be, and why? Playa Car, Mexico. Love right.
0: it. We we went there for uh, COVID. First off, I love Latin people. Um, they. They are simple people in the sense of like, they're so happy. They're so welcoming. They're so family oriented. I don't think they've been corrupted by possessions. That's my own opinion. Don't send me hate DMs if you disagree. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's the most beautiful place on earth. Playa car. It's um, it's in Playa del Carmen. It's like the it's to the right a little bit, I guess, a little more south. My favorite place It's my dream. I want to buy my parents a house there.
1: Let's do it. I even know the house I want to buy. You have the house.
0: Yeah, we stayed there. It was, okay. It was one of those – remember Ed Mylett talks about uh, touch your dreams, if you work hard enough, touch your dreams? Yes. So COVID, it brought us together as a family because when, when it happened, my dad has a cafe in Philly, okay? It, he, they were on – they were planned a vacation to go to Cancun, and the day they flew out was when COVID happened and the whole um, the whole country shut down. And my job was to run that cafe for a few weeks while they were on vacation. Well, the cafe was shut down. So they called us, my sister and I, and they're like, hey, come join us in Mexico. Yes. So we did. And that one week, two week trip turned into two years in COVID where we started in Cancun in like a little apartment, little condo. And because things got so cheap, you no know, tourism, we were able to get a beachfront mansion by the end of it. And it was like, this is, and it was so big for my mom and dad because a lot of people don't know what they could achieve until they like taste it and feel it. Like they, they kind of know, but like, they don't really know. And they taste it and they're like, this is what I want. And that was cool. So this is the house. Yeah. I love that house. Casa Maeva. M-A-E-V-A. You guys can look it Casa Maeva. Book it. So I'm sure the audience is dominating. You guys have Absolutely. successful, successful people. Casa Maeva Playa Car, Mexico, gorgeous. You're going to love the people there, the the way the house is run, the hospitality. It's it's gorgeous. And you can get some good deals.
1: Yeah. And I think it's super important to taste, like you said, and like Ed has always said, you know, if you want to live in a mansion on the beach, go stay in a mansion on the beach. You don't have to stay there for months or weeks. Uh, you know, just test the waters, see what it looks yeah, like, see what it feels like. You know, so wake up in a house like that, right? Go to bed with the sun going down in a house like that. You know, sit with your wife or your kids as they're playing in the water. You and the wife are having a glass of wine watching that sun go down. Dude, that's,
0: you don't ever ever want to
1: come back from that.
0: You don't. Have you ever walked in a room and you're like, fuck, I don't really belong here, right? And then Mm -hmm. you're like, these people are so smart. They're so successful. (laughs) Uh, That same thing happens in so many areas of our life. It, It happened when I played soccer. Every, like you went from high school right. to college, you're like, dude, these guys are really good. I don't belong here. And then you acclimate, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with that. Like the first day, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you're like, I do want this. I do belong here. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people think it makes you lazier. I, I come back and I'm more motivated. I'm like, well, if I belong here, I have to
1: work like someone who belongs here too. Absolutely the sports analogy was awesome too. Cause every time you're, when you're a freshman in high school, you know, you show up to high school and you look at the varsity team and you're like, dude, they're huge. They're men. They have beards, you know, like, like, how do I ever keep up with that? And then you get there and you're like, man, it's not that big a deal. You know, it's, it's not that big a deal at all. So, and then you're you're that guy. You're like,
0: I'm even better than these people. Yes. And that you're like, it's, it's, it's life, man. It's, it's so important. Um, It's, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a tough lesson for me to learn because I played college soccer and then that dream ended. And then you're like back to zero and you're like, I don't belong anywhere. I kind of suck. My, my one dream died and now I have nothing. Like I, what are even my
1: skills or talents? Yep. So I totally understand that, uh, fighting ended for me and I was like, that was my identity. Yeah. I had no idea what to do after this, you know, um, what do you do? There's your, your, my job skills don't they don't, uh, you know, move into anything. You know, I I can't, I guess I could be a bouncer at a bar or something like that, or, you know, but you have to like use the effort used to get to that level, not the actual skills.
0: Do you remember? Sometimes I think back to those days and like the first, like what got me to take the first step and then the second step. And now you have a channel where you get to help that younger version of yourself. You're really just speaking
1: to that younger version. Absolutely. Every day, I think about the me that was there—the fear, the um, the uncertainty in life, the feeling of a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. I was like, dude, I I thought I was doing really good, and all of a sudden now I'm like the bottom of the barrel. You know, nobody gives a shit that you you got in a fight a couple times, and and you know, and that they don't care. Nobody. Cares I thought they cared that. like a month ago when I was actually fighting. They were like cheering exactly. me on, but now they don't even give a. They could give a shit now. You're in, you are back to square one. But if you use those same skills, the desire, the, the effort to, to achieve something new, you know, and you do it for yourself. Honestly, fuck them. I, I really don't give a shit about them. I did it for myself and my family, right? And, you know, I think a lot of guys like us are like that. They're like, I just need that vehicle just to, to shoot forward and, and, and to move forward because otherwise I'm going to sit here forever. The vehicle will actually present itself. Maybe not on
0: step one, but if you like, you know how you like lay that, it's, it's like, I think of it as like laying bricks
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because you know, for a while you're laying bricks and you're like, I don't know which, why I'm even laying these bricks, what this is going to look like, or even where this house in, is built. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just laying bricks. And then that's why like with the sports card thing, it just kind of like happened, you know, it was like, I was laying bricks for so long and I was laying them the right way. Mm-hmm. I was trying to with a lot of care and and, uh, and thoughtfulness yeah. that the 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 actual like the vehicle i have now presented itself because the way cage and i started the show was we were in an instagram group together that gary put together gary v. i was doing a, a instagram live he was in it he was like dude we should start a podcast together and the next day we started a podcast together and that's been every single day since like that's a chance
1: right like but if you hadn't put yourself out there and made that first uh, Instagram live, nobody would know, no one cage would know who you are. You, or, I don't know if you guys met prior to that, but people wouldn't know who you are. You know, it's like, if you don't keep putting yourself out there, you're never going to get to whatever goal sure. it is that you have. You got to keep trying things. Land wasn't my first business. Many failed prior to that. I, I realized the, I was not good at a lot of things prior to selling land. But what about also like the discipline that
0: you learn to when you got the opportunity to now capitalize. Like, If I didn't have discipline before we did that podcast, I would have quit and we would have never got to 770 episodes because at some point that chain would have been broken because I didn't have the habits. And I didn't lay, if one of the bricks I laid five years ago was misplaced, it was like a gen- Jenga block, you know? Yeah. A weak so foundation. Thinking-
1: you would have had a weak foundation had you not built all the way to where you're at now. That's yeah, That's huge. Guys, get out and do something. Get on, do something right now. Even if it fails, just jump out there and fucking do it.
0: And and in 10 years, I I hope I'll be invited back on the show. And I hope I'll be like next year.
1: That foundation
0: I was building at 32 now helps me at 42.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it will. I mean, it it will absolutely help in every aspect of your life too. Family, fitness, finances, all the Fs, Um, all, all those things. You know, when you build that right foundation, it helps with everything.
0: You know, what's underneath the foundation that probably changed my life more than anything mm-hmm. that I think our country and I'm an immigrant guys. I'm from Ukraine. I didn't even tell you, uh, is faith. This country I think has lost faith a little bit. Yes. Like, um, I was raised Jewish. I was bar mitzvahed, but I read the Bible and, uh, I don't think you have, I don't think faith is like religious. I think it's, I ha- I trust that the things I'm doing will lead to something. Yeah. You know, like the parable of the sower. And I think we've lost that a little bit. And that's been, I have my building blocks, but then God's got, me. like he, he's got a plan. Absolutely. And that's really solidified things for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an all encompassing thing, right? It's not just, I got this, I'm going to do well. Or, you know, and if you run for money or for like personal gain, uh, you don't have those. And I like to, I like it like a tree. Like you don't have the tree. I mean, we're doing bricks, trees, all kinds of shit, but uh, it's, like, it's like a tree. You don't have that good foundation of the roots, right? You know, you're just, all you have these nice nice branches up there, like That's really nice said. branches. If you're shooting for the car, the money, all that kind of stuff. But that tree, that foundation of, like you said, faith, um, it, it, it'll make that, it'll keep those, those leaves blooming, yeah, I guess. It, it but really if, will. If that makes sense.
0: A hundred percent does. Because those days where I was like, one more day? what's that really saying? It's have faith that if I do this one more day, things will work out. That's yeah. the roots, right? Just one more day. You go do what you need to do. The rest is going to, it's, it's the head.
1: So yeah. it's helped yeah. me.
0: And, and it's just my story to be honest.
1: Yeah. It's been a great story, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Thank you, bro. All Thank right, you guys. for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. That was, that was awesome. That was, that was a good podcast. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, till next time I'll see you on land life. Yes, sir.